Today is the 17th of April, 2022. We come together to train our minds in peace and collectedness for the sake of wisdom. And wisdom in terms of the Buddha Sasana is wisdom for the sake of freedom from suffering. We practice to train our hearts and minds and the mind that's well trained already will give rise to wisdom. This wisdom give rise to happiness, can bring us to freedom from suffering. And it's something that we've heard about already, we've studied for a long time already. Well, what is this quality of dukkha? What is suffering? We know that this dukkha, this suffering, is the quality of feeling ill at ease in the body or mind, not getting what we want associating with what we don't want, being with people we don't like, for instance. These are all types of suffering. So in our daily life, we meet with people that we don't like, we meet with things that we don't like, and we experience this as suffering. Or we meet with bodily changes, like illness, various sicknesses and pain, feeling ill at ease in the body, this gives rise to dukkha in the mind. Or we have people or things that we like, and we become separated from them. This is suffering as well. This is the noble truth of suffering. In short, we could say that attachment to the five aggregates is suffering. And the teachings of the Lord Buddha, all 84,000 Dhamma verses, all gather together in this point of attachment to the five aggregates is suffering. And the Buddha taught as well the way to freedom from suffering, what should we do? Because craving is that which causes suffering, it's craving and attachment are the cause of stress and suffering. If there's no craving and no attachment, then there's no suffering. So we cling, and then this gives rise to dukkha, the feeling of self, of me and mine. We have craving for self, attachment to self. But in truth, these experiences, these craving and attachment and so on, these are all types of dhammas, dhammas of an unwholesome or unskillful type that arise in our minds. And if we don't have this understanding or we don't have this clear knowing, then there's no wisdom. But the Buddha, or sorry, if no one arises in the world who knows clearly and no one arises in the world who gives rise to wisdom, then we don't understand this point. But the Buddha arose in the world and knew clearly for himself and afterward taught the way to practice, the way to freedom from suffering, the way to give rise to Buddha in our own hearts, to give rise to the awakened one in our own hearts. And so therefore we need to practice and train our hearts. There are some who have the faith to practice generosity 
as a matter of course, as a strong habit, something that they do all the time. But their parmi, their spiritual virtues, are not to the level of practicing virtue. But with more parami, then one trains the heart to see the drawbacks of not having virtue. Thereafter, one practices the five precepts, the eight precepts, the ten precepts. Those with a lot of faith practice the 227 precepts. And then one who is trained already in the past will train for wisdom as well, to see that there's chaos and agitation when there's no restraint of body and speech. And this is a lot of chaos and trouble, a lot of heat in the heart. It's not peaceful. And so one practices virtue. And this quality of virtue is that which brings happiness. Sila gives rise to happiness. Happiness in a group, in society, in one's town or village, in one's family. Sila gives rise to coolness. Even if one's family isn't very wealthy, but if the family has this quality of sila, then the family is happy and doesn't fight together. Has the quality of speaking the truth according to sila, speaking softly, speaking sweetly, speaking that which is true, not speaking harshly or divisively. And so this is a type of wisdom that we see the drawbacks in not having virtue, the drawbacks in not having giving and generosity. So we practice to give to help society. But we see that suffering still arises in the heart, that just this alone can't stop the suffering that arises. The mind is still troubled and chaotic still has doubts, still has mental busyness, still has fear and worry and so on. And so therefore we train in samadhi, in this peacefulness and collectedness. We train to practice merit in all its completeness. We have the wisdom to see the drawbacks of the agitated mind. And some individuals are stressed out to the point of not being able to sleep they may ask, well, why is my mind this way? They seek a way out of that predicament. And so we chant the morning chanting, the evening chanting, cultivate the recollection of the Buddha, Buddha Nusati, and cultivate our kamatana. This kamatana, this word, which means the basis for our work to improve our minds, to make our minds better. We practice this as bhavana, uh, mental cultivation and cultivate this to bring our minds to peace because usually the mind is uncollected, not gathered in samadhi. This is the mind that's untrained. We can compare it to a body. Our bodies, if we don't feed them and give them water, then the body doesn't have energy. It can't work. The brain is as if in a blur. And so therefore we need more. We need more food, more water. And some individuals go beyond just plain water and drink coffee or tea to make the mind bright and awake. And we, and we eat the right amount. We eat enough. 
Because we see that the meaning of this, the body that doesn't get food and water, doesn't have energy. So the mind is the same way. The mind that doesn't rest, the mind that lacks samadhi, is the mind that has no energy. And the mind that doesn't have samadhi is lost in many types of things. Liking and wanting is one type of agitation and trouble in the mind. It's a type of agitation that we have a liking for. And disliking is another type of agitation in the mind, agitation of a disliking type. And liking is agitated all the same, but we like it. And then there's fear, there's worry, there's doubt. These all arise in our minds. And some people doubt about everything. These are all moods, aramanas in the mind that prevent the mind from gathering in samadhi. And there's no peace, there's no collectedness in the mind. And so therefore we have to train to cultivate wisdom, to see the drawbacks in this, to seek a way out of this condition or this situation. And we may ask, well, what should we do? How should we train to give rise to wisdom? So we study to understand that materiality is empty, mentality is empty, it's all not-self. So we practice to see it all as not-self, because the untrained mind will see all these phenomena as me, as mine, as you, as yours, as the self, all materiality and mentality as self. We see it all as something permanent, as a pile of self in me and mine. And so we've heard teachings that it's not self, that it's not me and mine, you and yours. And we listen to these teachings, but we don't understand clearly, we don't see clearly. So therefore we need to bring our minds to samadhi, to peace and collectedness. We can watch the in and out breathing with boot on the in-breath, and do on the out-breath. We can also repeat bhuto very quickly. These are different methods to bring the mind to peace and stillness. And in all four postures of sitting, standing, walking, and lying down, we repeat bhuto, bhuto. In the end, our mind is gathered in samadhi. This gives rise to rapture and happiness. And this is something very good. So we should be intent to do this, to see the fruits of practice for ourselves. Then we become in, firmly intent in our meditation practice. We bring our minds to peace through our shamatha kamatana, our tranquility meditation object. And we contemplate all physical form, all mental phenomena, all outer things as not me, not mine, not you or yours, not self. That form is just empty, name is just empty. All things, all elements are empty. Before we thought they were self, we thought they were me and mine. But when we see clearly, we see it's not self. It's just name and form, just materiality and mentality. It's all impermanent, suffering and not self. And we see this clearly, the mind is clear and bright. 
This is going to the essence of the Dhamma, the heartwood of the Dhamma. We can compare it to the heartwood of a tree. We see this, we see the heartwood, we see the Dhamma. And this quality of samadhi is important, it's something that's necessary to realize wisdom in order to see the heartwood, which is wisdom. We can compare it all to a tree where generosity and dana are the leaves, sila is the bark, samadhi is the softwood, and panya, wisdom, is the heartwood. This is the tree that's full and balanced. This is the practice of dana, sila, bhavana, generosity, virtue, and meditation, where we can say sila, samadhi, panya, virtue, collectedness, and wisdom. And when this wisdom arises and we see clearly, then doubts are dispelled. It's something that one knows for oneself. This is the way for wisdom to arise, seeing impermanence, suffering, and not self. Whether we feel liking or disliking, we teach ourselves that it's something uncertain, something that's changing. Whatever feelings that arise, they're not sure they're uncertain, they're impermanent. In this way we don't get lost in them. And this quality of not being lost is knowing that arises, clear knowing that arises. So as monastics we eat little, sleep a little, and this is all for the sake of knowing this clearly. We can summarize it as saying it's all for the sake of giving rise to samadhi for sila, samadhi, and wisdom to arise. And for lay practitioners, it's the same. So contemplate like this. Contemplate the body in order to see it and understand it deeply. If we don't see the body as impermanent, suffering, and not self, it means that we don't have samadhi. So we have to do samadhi first. Bring the mind to peace and collectedness, whether through the breath meditation, contemplating a subha, the unattractive nature of the body, contemplating the four elements. These are all ways to bring the mind to samadhi. It's something that we can't omit. We have to practice this. Because if we don't train the mind, the mind simply chases after all the sense impressions from the six senses all the way from birth, all the way till death. The mind chases after sense impressions without ceasing, giving rise to a sense of self constantly. Materiality arises and we see in terms of self, having a brother, having a sister, having a mother, having a father, having a friend, having a self, it's all a sense of self. And it is true that we learn things in the world and learn worldly things for the, to give rise to usefulness. But in the end, we have to separate from all these things. So a smart individual will share what they have to give rise to merit. And the true merit is the merit from meditation to know clearly into the Dhamma. And when virtue concentration and wisdom gather together, 
This is the path, factors coming together in harmony that we see clearly. We see the truth of not-self. We see the Dhamma. So this is the way of Dhamma practice to start gaining confidence gradually, bit by bit. The mind separates from sense impressions and we become confident. And this is the quality of samadhi leading to wisdom, so seeing the fruits of practice for ourselves. So may you be intent in this. May you really practice it. Whether you're lazy, just do it. Whether you're not lazy, just do it. This is the way of practice. Practice the chanting. Sometimes you may feel you don't want to chant, you want to stop, but do it anyway. This is a type of merit and goodness. Sometimes you don't want to do it. But we can ask, well, why don't we stop eating? So why should we stop doing goodness? If we don't eat, then we, then we feel that in no long time we, we wish to eat again. So it's the same way. So may you have firm intent, may you have effort and perseverance to follow the monastic routine, the monastic practices. And for the laity as well, their version of the monastic routine, monastic practices, the meaning of this is Dhamma practice, to chant it to be so 84,000 times. Some individuals recite it to be so 84,000 times, many rounds. This is something that's possible. So may you have this effort and perseverance. May you cultivate mindfulness. May you have the firm intent to gather the mind in samadhi to give rise to wisdom. So may all the monastics and all the laity, may you all be intent in this.